0: Uh, when you get to Isaiah chapter 55, you're in a place where God, hey man, God is making a compassionate plea. Now, it is, no, it is no mistake that Isaiah wrote the miniature Bible within the Bible. 66 books of the Bible, 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, 66 chapters in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is the author of the mini Bible. It is no mistake that in the 40th book of your Bible, the book of Matthew, which begins the New Testament, uh, Matthew begins to exalt the glorious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He exalts the greatness of the Lord, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see Christ exalted and glorified in the 40th book of the Bible. It is no mistake that in the 40th chapter of Isaiah's writing, Isaiah begins to magnify the great goodness and glory and magnificence of the Lord. Of mighty Jehovah God. There is no mistake in God's divine plan. I'll say that several times today. I said it in Sunday school. God makes no mistakes. God has everything in order. He has a divine plan. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 10. Behold the Lord God will come with strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. Behold his reward is with him and his work before him. Isaiah 40 verse 12. Isaiah magnifies God and says who hath measured out the waters. In the hollow of his hand. And meted out heaven with the span. And comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure. And weighed the mountains and scales. And the hills in a balance. Verse 14 of Isaiah 40. With whom took he counsel. And who instructed him. Can I say nobody. God almighty had to take counsel from nobody. God almighty need nobody to instruct him. He had it all in order. He had it all under his hand. God needed nobody's help to produce it, to magnify himself in it. God did it all. Who To whom took he counsel? Who hath instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding? Isaiah magnifies the goodness and the greatness of God. God makes no mistakes. And when you get to chapter 53... Isaiah reveals and describes unto us. Isaiah the one who in chapter 6. Saw Jesus high and lifted up on the throne. Isaiah the one who said here am I Lord send me. Isaiah the one who prophesied in chapter 9. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Isaiah when you get to chapter 53. He describes God's salvation plan. Surely he hath borne our grief. And carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him smitten. Stricken of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah magnifies the great plan of God. Let me say God had the plan of salvation. It was in the mind of God to redeem fallen man. God, brother Steve, knew that man would reject his word. God knew that man would rebel and sin. God knew that man would refuse him in the garden. But it was God who had an almighty plan to redeem mankind. So in chapter 3, Isaiah tells us that God makes a provision for man in salvation. Chapter 54, God makes a promise to man. Verse number 7, I will have mercy. And then we get to chapter 55, And God's going to make a petition to man. And I want to take a minute just to look at this petition. We'll probably get out before the Methodists this morning. You can get to the Golden Corral and enjoy your lunch. But I want to focus just a few minutes on God's mighty petition to man here in Isaiah chapter 55. And God let us focus a little bit on what God did for mankind in inviting him. Isaiah chapter 55, follow with us. Isaiah says, Ho, he says, Be aware, halt. Wait just a minute, take note. Take note. Here he is. Here's the message of God. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Boy, is that our world? That's the world we live in. It's always been. Man is longing. Man is desiring. He wants something to fill the need. But there's only one. There's only one. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me hear, and your soul shall live. Hallelujah. Here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. Here it is. Hallelujah. And he. Say it with me church. And he will have mercy upon him. Say it again. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God. For he will abundantly pardon. Isaiah through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. Is writing to God's people. And Isaiah is going to give a plea from God. He's going to give a petition from the almighty throne of God. The God who, Brother Mike, set the plan in order to redeem mankind. God, in this passage, number one, let's look at the invitation made to man by God. Jesus says through Isaiah, he says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. He that hath no money, come ye and buy. Notice the invitation of God, the invitation to come. The invitation to come to God. Brother Nick, why would an almighty, holy God even take time to invite fallen, sinful mankind that has lived to ourself? Why would God take time to say, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Why would the God of heaven say through Isaiah, come now. Let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Why would the God of heaven invite us to come? Why would the God of heaven, Brother Tag, take any thought for me? Why would the God of heaven invite you to come unto Him? Revelation twenty two seventeen And the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst. Ho, everyone that thirsteth. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water freely. God is inviting man. The God of glory is inviting man to come unto Him. And notice who God is calling. First of all, He's calling the desiring. Those that are thirsty. John chapter 4. There's a woman that was thirsty. and She went to a well looking for something to satisfy the physical longing. But like the woman at the well I was seeking... For things that could not satisfy. And then I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from my well. That never shall run dry. Oh, if you knew who it was that was asking. You would ask him for a drink. He'd give of you living water that you'd never thirst again. He's inviting the thirsty, the desiring to come. To him. And then he's inviting the destitute. He says, those that have no money, those that have nothing. He says, come and buy. Let me say, it's all been paid for, Brother Shane. It's all been paid for. And Jesus says to the desiring and to the destitute, he says, come. I have all you need. I have the life-giving water. I have the bread of life. Come and take freely of it. You'll never hunger again. You'll never thirst again. Here's Jesus' invitation. He says, "Come." Jesus says, "Come." John fourteen, John four fourteen. Whosoever drinketh of this water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Matthew five verse six. Jesus teaching on the mount said, "Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness." He says, "Come and take it. You shall be filled." I have it, it's available. Revelation twenty one six and he said unto me, it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life, and I like this last word. Say it freely. Freely. You have nothing this morning? You're thirsty. Somebody in here today, somebody in here today is longing and thirsty for peace. Somebody here today is longing and thirsty for mercy and grace. You've tried everything you could in this world and nothing is satisfied. There's a longing deep in your soul. And Jesus this morning has an invitation and he says, come. Come, it's free. He paid it all. And it is free to the world, but it cost our Savior His his life. And if you're here this morning and you're thirsty and you're destitute, you're desiring, can I say today, come to the cross. Come to the cross of Jesus. Jesus makes the invitation. Then number two, notice the instruction. The instruction in this plea. Verse number six. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. The instruction to seek. I remember when the boys were little, we would play hide and seek in the house. And uh, y'all don't, y'all most of y'all don't know this, but Landon's a scaredy cat. If Landon was hiding, everything was great, brother Shane. I'd be, i i got count, you know, count to twenty. I would count fast. They barely had time to hide, and then we'd go seeking, and I sought diligently, and then it would come Landon's time to seek, and the game was over because Landon didn't want to go seeking. Landon was scared to go seeking because he knew that when he found Daddy, the scare tactic was on. Can I say this morning, Jesus is not hiding. And he doesn't use scare tactics. Let me say this morning, really, Jesus is seeking you and he wants you to seek him. There's an instruction to seek. To Solomon, God said, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. To David, God said, seek ye my face. To Jeremiah, God said, ye shall seek me and shall find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. To Amos, God said, seek ye me and ye shall live. To Zephaniah, God said, seek ye the Lord, all ye meek of the earth. It may be ye shall be hid in the day of the Lord's anger. Why is it important to seek God? That you may live and escape the anger of the Lord. There's an instruction to seek Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Can I say wise men still seek him? Nicodemus sought him by night. John chapter 3. Found out he had to be born again. Zacchaeus, a wee little man, sought for him and climbed a tree. And he got to meet Jesus and go home with him. The instruction, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. The instruction to summons. Call ye upon the Lord while he is near. Call ye upon the Lord while he is near. Well, there's been times in my life, Brother Shane, that I've been scared. Times in my life when fear has gripped my soul. You say, you face that? Oh, yeah. Times in my life... When I just had Brother Jeff, when I just had to call out and cry to God and call upon him, and I'm glad I can say that Jesus was near. It's one thing to lay in the bed at night, Brother Mark, and toss and turn and have your mind going 50 million ways, and for your wife to roll over and just take you in, your, in her arms and say, Hey, it's okay, God's got this. Well, I like the way my wife can say that. You know, she she does good preaching at the house. God's got this; it's it's okay. I know God's got this, but I'm trying to put my hands on it and take care of it myself. And then she'll say, "Let's let's 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 talk to the Lord." I like that. Probably should have done that an hour ago. But I'm glad I know, Brother Joy, that when I call and when I summons. He is always near. He is always near. Jeremiah 33.3 Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Psalm 18 verse 3 I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Psalm 50.15 And call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. Psalm 55.16 As for me I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Psalm 86, 7, In the day of my trouble I will call upon thee, for thou wilt answer me. The instruction to summons and call upon him because he hears. Psalm 116, verse 2, Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. There is not a time that you cannot call upon God. And brother Tim, he hears you. He's attentive. Psalm 145, 18. The Lord is nigh to them that call upon Him, to all that call upon His truth. The invitation. The instruction to seek and to summons. Blind Bartimaeus called upon Him in Mark chapter 10. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Man, he, he just heard Jesus is coming by. And somewhere in his life he heard Jesus changed lives. And he, he wasn't concerned about what people thought about him. Brother Tom, then people come to the altar and cry. Yeah, they're they, they coming down to talk to the one that listens. Because let's be honest, most of the time people around you don't listen. You say, how do you know? Because most of the time, I'll be honest with you. I've told the young people. Change my mind works fifty million t- miles an hour. And if you come and talk to me, Brother Earl, and I'm not looking you eyeball to eyeball, I'm probably not listening. I'm just being honest. Your wife may not listen. Your kids won't listen. But there's a God who listens. And you can call upon Him. Oh, Jesus, our Son of David, have mercy on me. And not concerned about who saw or heard. Bartimaeus called out and God heard. Jesus heard his call. Blind Bartimaeus got help that day. Jeremiah called. Thou drawest near in the day that I called upon thee, and thou sayest. (laughs) Woo! Fear not. Lord, I'm calling. Son, I'm listening. Have no fear. The instruction to summons, the instruction to seek, but don't miss this. The instruction to swiftness. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon the Lord while he is near. Don't miss this. Lost child today, don't miss this. There's a swiftness to this instruction. Because God will not always. Be near. But you say God don't hide himself. No God doesn't. But let me say this too. Brother Shane God's. Not obligated to come back and return to man and draw him. If God's given you one opportunity. Brother Harper he don't owe man a second. The very fact that God gives you one opportunity to hear the voice of God. To hear him calling you. To know he's seeking you. To know that God is after you. God is only obligated one time to man. And he doesn't have to come back. There is a day. When God is not near. You say can you prove that in the Bible? Yes I can. Luke chapter 16. And the rich man in hell. And he cried and said father Abraham. Have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. And and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said son. Remember. That thou in thy lifetime. Receivest thy good things. And likewise Lazarus evil. And now he is comforted. And thou art tormented. Can I say there's a time you call upon God when he's near. Because he won't always be near. There is a day of reckoning and there is a day that God cuts off man and God will say no more. You say, how long is that? I don't know. But I know today if I was sitting in this congregation and the Spirit of God was calling me and the Spirit of God was seeking me, Brother Barry, I'd be seeking him and I'd be calling out to him. The swiftness. Never thought I'd see the day when they come to kneel and pray. Never thought that I would see the church house filled to capacity. and outside the door, there's more who have never come before. How sad their fate they found the time, one day too late. You tried to live the best you could. You tried to do the things you should. But when it came to trusting Christ, you said, "I still have time. I'll wait. But now it's all turned around. Time for trusting him. You found how sad your fate. You found the time. One day too late. The swiftness of the instruction. Don't put it off. Come to Jesus. Why is God making this plea? Why is God making this petition today? Why is God calling to man and seeking for man? Because of the imparting. Back to our text, Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. Here's the imparting. And he will have mercy. And he will have mercy. Let me say, if you're here today, boy, you're seeking. There's a longing in your soul. You're empty. You're destitute. Jesus paid it all for you. And today he's he's seeking you and calling you. He's longing for you to seek him and call him. That he might grant you mercy. Isaiah 49, 13. Sing, O heavens and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord hath comforted his people. And will have mercy upon his afflicted. Isaiah 54, 8. In little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment. What a thought. God says in a little wrath. I hid my face from thee. But just for a moment. But with everlasting kindness. Hallelujah. Brother John, God says with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer. Man, the love of God, the compassion of God, the mercy and the grace of God, the compassionate Savior has an infinite love and mercy that never fails. With an everlasting love, I will have mercy. If you're here today and you're lost without Christ, you've never had a relationship with God, whether you're young, teenager, old and mature, seasoned. Let me say, if you're longing in your soul, Jesus says, come. He's offering mercy today, but not just mercy. Not just mercy. He shall have mercy and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Pardon. He will abundantly pardon. I've never faced this in my physical life. I've never gone to court over any crime. The most I've appeared in court was to pay fees for that uh, speed limit thing. And you, you you plead the mercy of the judge. I hope he'll be merciful, but most of the time... That's a knot. That's correct. That's a knot. Pay your fine. Bro, Shane, I've never murdered. Thank the Lord. By the good grace of God, I haven't beat my kids to death. Thank the Lord. By the grace of God. Uh, yeah, close. Come close. I've not robbed a convenience store uh, store at gunpoint. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, by the grace of God. But for somebody that has, Brother Shane, that's, that's murdered and they're facing the death penalty, what a marvelous opportunity to have a governor of the state write a pardon And forgive their sin to the community and say it never happened. Take it off the record. That's what Jesus offers today. Jesus says, Your sins are many, they're ugly, there's a great record. That was mine. Brother Tim, mine was pretty great. And the God of heaven and mercy came by and said, I settled it. It never existed. Pardon him in the grace and mercy of God. Boy, I'm glad today that Jesus offers pardon. Jeremiah 33, 8. I will cleanse them from all. Their iniquity. Whereby they have sinned against me. And I will pardon. All. Their iniquities. Not one. Sin. Will ever come up before God at his throne. In the judgment. I've had it covered in mercy. By the blood of Jesus. Second Corinthians 2. Paul said behold now. Now. Is the accepted time. Behold now is the day of salvation. Paul said in Hebrews. Today if you will hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. Come now let us reason together says the Lord. This morning Jesus makes an invitation. And he's given the instruction. Seek him. Summons him. Be swift about it today. He longs to impart to you. Mercy and pardon. As the God of heaven. Making the invitation.